This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week we talk about topics of current interest and importance on personal finances, taxes, investments, Ah, everything's on the table. Our mission is to educate and make complex topics understandable. And while we're at it, we're going to try to have a little fun with it. So joining me today in the studio is Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And rounding out our panel this morning is our good friend, our co-host, the bubbly, Mr. Tony Shore. (laughs) Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob and Lori. Great to be here. And yes, I am happy and bubbly today. I had a great week, spent some time with the family, and my son came home from college again. It's always great to see him. Had fun, went to a concert together, uh, took him out to a concert for his birthday. He was 20 on the 20th, so it was his golden birthday. So what concert did you take him to? I took him. I got front row seats and backstage passes because I'm I'm friends with the right people to see John Anderson, the lead singer of Yes. Not the country John Anderson, but the John Anderson, <laughs> J-O-N Anderson, who uh, wrote such hits as Roundabout and Owner of a Lonely Heart. And um, a lot of folks out there have probably heard of the band Yes. They were a 70s prog rock band and had a couple hits in the 80s and John's still touring, and his voice sounds amazing. He's a male tenor, so it's a high voice, but he still sings great and toured with a 10-piece band, horn section, everything. Saw it at this great theater, the Fitzgerald Theater up in St. Paul, Minnesota, Minnesota, as I like to call it. And we had a great time, got to hang with John, got a picture, our picture taken with John. He autographed some albums for us, some of his solo stuff and some Yes albums. So I thought that was a lot of fun. It sounds like it. And I'm really impressed that you know that there's a John Anderson country singer also. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's just say uh, I'm a fan of one and not the other. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, sitting on my front porch just a swing, and that's the country John Anderson. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. yeah you guys yeah, are Lord, probably more Lord familiar with the country one, right? Well, I, I'm, I've been around long enough. I know both. <laughs> yep. Lori, do you know the band? Too. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, I do. Oh, okay, yeah. He sang Owner of a Lonely Heart. His band was so good. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's 75 years old this year. Wow, and wow. it's and he and he jumps around, doesn't performing. have an ounce of body fat, smiles the whole time, energy. Although he did take an intermission, and before intermission, he said, uh, "We're going to do another one more song, and then we're going to take an intermission, and I'm going to go lay down and have some tea." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, he's pretty. All right, that's but this isn't getting pretty. us very far on our well, topic for the day. Yeah, what are we talking about today, Rob? Besides my concert experience. Well, Tony, today is a very important month. Don't know if you knew that or not, but it really is. In 2004, the Senate passed a resolution officially recognizing April as National Financial Literacy Month. Wow. 
Financial Literacy Month is both a celebration and a challenge. It's, it's a chance for us to reflect on the state of our personal finances and an opportunity to improve those finances one step at a time. Well, this is going to be an interesting topic. Before I met you, Rob, I was financially illiterate. Uh, now, hopefully, I'm financially literate, thanks to you and Lori. And Lori, you spend a lot of time providing education. You do public events, presentations to companies and private groups. And one-on-one coaching, of course, uh, for your clients and for our listeners out there. Uh, at Outlook Financial Center, I would assume every month is Financial Literacy Month, right? Well, that's right. And, and But we want to uh, specifically define what we mean by financial literacy. Simply, it's knowing what you need to know to achieve your financial goals. It's the ability to effectively evaluate and manage one's finances in order to make prudent decisions toward reaching those life goals. So what's required is an understanding of five key areas of personal finance, money and income, money management, spending and debt, savings and investment, and risk management. Financial literacy just isn't a matter of knowing what you have and knowing your options. It's a matter of planning for life's milestones. Yeah, and I know some of the stories you both tell in these educational events shine a light on the lack of financial knowledge and understanding by a large percentage of people out there. Since April is National Financial Literacy Month, I'm glad we're talking about this. It makes sense to shine a light on the national condition of financial literacy. I know it probably isn't very good based on what I've heard and some of the stats. How bad is it out there, Lori? Well, it isn't a pretty picture, Tony. Um, The average American family spends $1.22 for every dollar that it actually earns. Um, And one in five American families with with annual household income of less than 50,000 is spending 40% of their after-tax income to service their debt. Um, Two out of three households will probably fail to realize their, their life goals. And financial literacy is passed to the next generation, which is kind of scary. You know, if you think about how influential our parents are on our learning and our skills for the future, you know, parents can't teach their kids what they don't know. Right. And this is a good time, Financial Literacy Month, to shine a light on all of this. A lack of financial preparedness uh, must have huge costs in society or societal costs. Uh, and as Americans age, these costs likely increase. It's a complex topic, right? Well, d- despite the recognition that economic and financial literacy is critical to succeed in modern society, uh, study after study shows that many Americans continue to lack even a basic understanding of economic and financial concepts. Uh, the, the consequences on Americans' financial state are dire. Yet there is hope for improvement in the future if we work to make economic and financial education a priority in our schools. At last count, only 20 states require students to take a high school economics course to graduate, and only 17 require a course in financial literacy. However, years of important and carefully designed research show that uh, students in K through 12 can learn economic and financial concepts when taught by teachers, you know, who know economics and know how to teach it. And students exposed to economic and financial education are more likely to display positive financial behaviors. Well, I think it makes sense to teach some critical life skills before entering the workforce as an adult. And I see that with my kids. They're not getting enough financial education 
in school, handling their finances, obtaining and maintaining credit, getting mortgages. These are important financial life milestones. How ready are our kids really after high school and even college to manage their financial affairs effectively? Well, Tony, according to available studies, not many are ready. The major problem is the general lack of financial understanding overall. Only 6% of those who take a relatively basic financial literacy quiz by uh, put out by financial engines actually pass it. Now, if you do try to take this test and you can find it online, don't cheat by Googling the answers. That kind of defeats the purpose. So, Tony, <laughs> yeah. I'm calling you out on that. But uh, just the good news here is I am among the 4% who passed. I got eight out of 11 correct. I didn't get them all. Show off. Wow. Uh, there, what are you are. <laughs> But I looked at the three questions I missed, and one of the answers given by financial engines was actually factually incorrect. Of course you so, found it. Of course you so, corrected the. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, the other two Classic were interesting. Rob. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. But, but the other two were actually very interesting. It wasn't that their answer was incorrect. You have to understand the perspective in which they answered the question. If you look at financial engines, their real strength is management of your investment portfolio, not estate planning. Uh, The two questions where we disagreed showed an investment portfolio's answer versus the answer a financial planner would give you. So that made a very interesting comparison there. And so that's why it's really important to understand what the perspective of the person you're getting your financial advice from, what that perspective really is. Well, and the fact is that Americans could use better solutions when it comes to managing personal finances. The rise of technology can help. Uh, the, the tools inside of our generational vault give our clients more insight and clarity around their financial behavior. And some companies tout their automated financial advisor programs that use algorithms to analyze your financial situation. And then it, it makes concrete suggestions on what to do to save money. Automation is nice and a good addition to your financial toolbox, but it doesn't replace the insight and ability to respond to questions like a live human being does. Right. And I think that's hugely important. Having a personal financial advisor that knows you and understands your personal goals and objectives, I think that's great to have for those uh, what if questions that we all have. It's certainly a different experience from being just a number at a call center or at the other end of some computer algorithm with these robo-advisors out there, right? Well, you know, I think at the end of the day, most people want to talk to someone. You know, they'll use technology for research and validation, but they always feel better when they actually have someone to talk it over with. And I suppose, you know, that's that's one way to put it. You know, according to a personal capital survey, about 32% of Americans believe a financial advisor is is likely to take advantage of them. And of the 54% of Americans who chose not to work with a financial advisor, just under half, 44% of them, uh, to be exact, cite lack of trust as the reason that they don't. So in other words, a lot of people who could really use solid financial advice don't get it, either because they don't believe they can afford a financial advisor or because they feel that an advisor would just take advantage of them. Now, our time is just about up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break? Well, Tony, at Outlook Financial Center, financial education is really a cornerstone of our business. Reducing financial illiteracy is good for everyone. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to receive your complimentary financial literacy program guide. Schedule a no-cost, no-obligation one-hour consultation to go over the guide and get other pressing questions answered. 
and go out to our website at outlookfc.com. There's a lot of educational material out there in addition, or go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. While you're out on that uh, website, take a look at the radio tab. You're listening to the radio show now. You're streaming it. You can also look at prior shows. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on Spotify. And Tony, as always, our goal and the reason we do this is to have all of our clients have that same outcome. That is to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio and our hosts, Lori Gross and Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center, right after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And with me in the studio today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And today's show is focused on National Financial Literacy Month. In the first segment, we focused on what financial literacy includes, uh, the current state of financial literacy in the U.S., and some issues related to understanding how to use financial advisors. Yeah, this has been an eye-opening episode of the show, definitely. I like this topic, and I can think of a lot of scenarios where the level of our financial literacy can have a big impact on the success or failure of our financial situation. We talk a lot on the show about retirement planning and planning for college, paying for health care. Maybe we could d- dive into some of those scenarios in more detail. Absolutely, Tony. Um, so let's lead into that conversation with some, some results from adding financial education programs into our K-12 through schools. Um, Students exposed to mandated personal finance education exhibit meaningful improvements in credit outcomes um, and severe delinquency rates for those students receiving the education declined and actually um, their credit scores actually increased. State financial curriculum mandates elevate the rates at which individuals save and accumulate wealth during their adult lives and net worth to earnings ratios of those exposed to mandates are more than 9% points higher than the ratios of those who were not exposed. Um, And and students who have taken a class in personal finance are actually more likely to engage in financial responsibility behaviors, such as saving, budgeting, and investing. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it, it provides incentives to have more financial education in our schools, which I think is critical. Yeah, it does, Tony. Let's look at some common financial scenarios. The first one up is student loan debt. Anybody ever heard that problem? Student loan debt, $1.4 trillion (laughs) out there. It's a crisis right now. It it really is. So the Global Financial Literacy Excellence Center did a study of student loan debt in the U.S. and found that many borrowers struggle to make their student loan payments and would do things differently if they could go through that process of taking out a student loan again. More than half of the student loan holders didn't try to figure out how much their future monthly payments would be before taking out their loans. That's just mind-boggling. It is. Yeah. All on its own. Crazy. And a staggering 53% said they would make a change if they could go through the process of taking out the loans all over again. Well, of course they would. Now, the results further provide evidence of the importance of improving financials, individuals' financial capability, particularly in the areas of debt, 
and debt management. Well, let's look at a teacher's perspective on our financial education. Price Waterhouse Cooper surveyed K through 12 educators nationwide to understand their perspective on financial education. And educators increasingly view financial education as a responsibility that schools should take on starting in early grades, earlier grades actually. Um, currently, however, educators believe that the resources available for teaching the subjects are very inadequate. And the key findings include that only 31% of teachers feel completely comfortable teaching financial education. Now, that one surprised me a little bit. And 92% of K through 12 educators believe that financial education should be taught in schools, but only 12% do so. And 67% of K through 12 teachers believe financial education should start in elementary school, but only 21% of teachers indicate that their school actually does so. So let me pause this topic for just a moment. Many years ago, we're not gonna talk about how many. (laughs) Uh, I was a volunteer for a group called Junior Achievement. You may or may not. Junior that was achievement. A long, a long time ago, time ago yes. Well, the organization is still around. It, it's evolved a bit since I was there, but their core mission remains the same. Uh, Junior Achievement is the nation's largest organization dedicated to giving young people the knowledge and skills they need to own their own economic success, to plan for their futures, and to make smart academic and economic choices. Their pro- core programs are in the areas of work readiness entrepreneurship and financial literacy. And it really ignites the spark in young people to experience and realize the opportunities and realities of work in the 21st century. Volunteers, and that's what I was, I was a volunteer, uh, from the private sector participate in junior achievement. It enriches their process. It provides real world perspective to the students. Well, and next up is a study sponsored by FINRA, uh, Investor Education Foundation. And the study looked at three states that implemented a financial literacy mandate and compared credit scores and delinquency rates of young adults both before and after the mandate was instituted. And what they found was that young people who are in school after the implementation of a financial education requirement have higher credit scores and lower relative delinquency than those in a control state. And further, the the authors found that credit scores became higher as more years passed from initial implementation of the mandate, which likely reflects teachers' ongoing learning and tailoring of the content and, and approach so as to be more effective for their students. And if that wasn't enough, our next study comes from the Journal of Consumer Affairs and focuses on the effects of financial education on elementary school students and looking at their knowledge, their behavior, and their attitudes. And so this study evaluated the effects of classroom financial education. I actually taught with Junior Achievement one year to fourth graders. That was an interesting experience. And this program is called Financial Fitness for Life, randomly assigned to fourth and fifth grade classrooms. The program resulted in a large, statistically significant improvement in financial knowledge among the treatment group, and the knowledge gains were retained a year later. Additionally, financial education had a positive impact on spending attitudes and behaviors like a bank account and savings levels. According to the authors, the results show that younger students can learn financial topics and that learning is associated with improved attitudes and behaviors, which, if sustained, may result in increased financial capability later in life. You know, we could spend a lot more time on additional studies, but I, but I think our listeners get the picture here. All of us can have an impact on our own personal financial literacy, as well as support other efforts to improve the financial education of our children and our young adults. I want to close this segment with a study of high school seniors. 
According to this survey of 1,200 randomly selected high school seniors, students ranked personal finance as the most important subject they needed to learn in school for their future success. But less than one third have taken a personal finance course in school. The result of the survey uh, substantiated students' assessment of the importance of per personal finance education, showing that students have taken a class in personal finance or students who, who have taken a class in personal finance are more likely to engage in financial responsible behaviors such as savings, budgeting, and investing. Well, that sounds like a perfect time to segue onto our next break. But Rob, do you have anything to add before we do? I do, Tony. Uh, as we said before, financial education is really what we do here at Outlook Financial Center. Reducing financial illiteracy, it's good for everyone. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 and ask for your complimentary financial literacy program guide. Go to our website at outlookfc.com. You can make the request on there as well. And while you're there, check out that radio page. You're listening to the radio show now. We thank you for uh, taking the time and tune in with us. We've also got past shows there and take the opportunity. If you heard it once, maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. Take some notes and something else might strike you that second time. While you're out on the website, take a look at all the other financial resources we have there. Because at the end of the day, the reason we do this is to provide our customers with the same outcome. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Sounds great. Listeners, we'll be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio and our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Outlook Financial Center, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com to learn more. And welcome back to the final segment of this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, along with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of the Outlook Financial Center. Today's episode is about financial literacy. And I know you guys at Outlook Financial Center, you're all very active in this area. So what are some of the activities and initiatives that you're participating in to get people out there more educated? Well, Tony, we have our own education program. We call it the University of Financial Wellness. We offer it jointly with our registered investment advisory firm, Wellness Investment Advisors. And the goal there is to turn education into action. Whatever you learn, go do something with it. Our objective is to eliminate financial illiteracy on a person or in a group one at a time. We're going to take the time to actually get down with people and help them through this process. Uh, you may have heard of the name Ben Bernanke, uh, economist, former chairman of the Federal Reserve. He had a great uh, observation for us to consider. He said, smart financial planning, such as budgeting, saving for emergencies, and preparing for retirement can help households enjoy better lives while weathering financial shocks. Financial education can play a key role in getting those outcomes. Retirement is different today compared to previous generations, though. You know, college costs continue to grow faster than inflation, and financial markets are on an unpredictable ride, and the tax code continues to change and grow in complexity. Right. And so what topics are you covering in these financial education programs? What's the cost to attend? 
Well, Tony, we offer relevant financial educational events to the general public, to private groups, and to organizations and companies. There's never a fee uh, nor obligation for attending any event. And some of those topics include, you know, when can I retire? That's a big one. Am I gonna outlive my money in retirement? Uh, how much is my health care going to cost? And, and many more. You know, one of the things that I'm passionate about is our paying for college without sacrificing your retirement that Lori just talked about. Some of the myths we address include, I make too much money for my child to get any help. Or that college is unaffordable. And there's lots of others we address. What you don't know about the college funding process could prove to be very, very expensive. Well, and how much do you really know about your 401k? You know, do you know how much risk you're taking? What are your choices? Uh, how do I navigate the 401k website and, and questions like that? And then there's the, we do this show uh, once a month, riding the stock market roller coaster. So we'll do this on a, on a group basis uh, as well, a private basis. Uh, what do the market ups and downs do? Do they keep you awake at night? Do you worry about it? How do you make sense of all the financial information you're bombarded with? How do I get in and out of the market at the best time? I know that's Tony's favorite. He's always mm -hmm. looking for that next hot stock tip. Uh, we do talk about a lot, but when we do this as an event, it's usually a customized, deeper dive than we do on our monthly radio show because we have more time. And, and one of the ones we do that is very interesting and we always get the same answer. Do you like paying taxes? Uh, nobody raises their hand and says they like paying taxes. You know, the tax code does have 78,000 pages. It's complex. It can be intimidating. The IRS is the most effective and efficient collection agency in the country. So we show people how that taxes can be planned and reduced legally, of course, and all the things that go around that, particularly with all the latest tax changes. Well, and we offer these educational events to businesses and service groups as a guest speaker. We will provide educational lunch and learn meetings for companies. Periodically, we'll do public events at libraries and colleges. And if there's a specific topic for your group or organization that you would like us to consider, just contact us for more information on how to do a custom event for your group. Right. And that is a great point. I'm glad you guys offered that. But unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go? Well, Tony, in celebration of a, the National Financial Literacy Month, I hope this is educational. Uh, education is a good thing, but if you don't do anything with it, then everybody's wasted their time. So that's my challenge to all the radio listeners. Take something you heard today and go do something with it. I don't know what that is for each one of you, but go do something. So one of the things I'd like you to do is give us a call at 937-552-9990 and get your complimentary financial literacy program guide. Uh, schedule a one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. We'll go through the guide with you, answer questions that you have. Because once again, we want to set you on that financial journey to that retirement of your dreams. You don't have to go it alone. We want everybody to achieve the same thing. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.